What's going on? Comic fam, it's your boy, the Bearded Comic Bro, and it is time for another Batman Villain Profile. And today we are looking at Waylon Jones, a.k.a. Killer Croc. And that's where we're going to talk about all things Killer Croc in movies, in TV, video games, and then we're, I'm going to talk about some of my favorite Killer Croc comics that I think you should check out if you want to learn more about Killer Croc. So with that being said, let's talk comics. That's right, gang. We're talking Killer Croc, and I'm excited for this episode. Killer Croc's first appearance was in Batman 357. Now, he also made a cameo before that in Detective Comics 523. Now, 357 is known as Killer Croc's first appearance. That's where it is in most in DC books and everything. It's been said that 357, Batman 357, is Killer Croc's first appearance. Now, Key Collector app will tell you that it's not his first appearance. And I'm kind of curious to see what you at home who are watching this video, because Detective Comics 523, he is in cameo in a trench coat, as you can see here. You don't see any of his features. He doesn't even go by Killer Croc. It's just Croc. Like, the exact same thing happens in 357, Batman 357. You don't see his face. It is still just a trench coat, but they, at all, it's all, all around says 357. You look at the market for eBay, you can find this for 100 bucks or whatever uh, around that price range on eBay and things. And it's selling far more superior than, than Detective Comics 524, which is where you actually see his face as Killer Croc. You see him finally outside the shadows of a trench coat. So Key Collector app will tell you that Detective Comics 524 is his first full appearance and that Batman 357 is his second cameo appearance. But everywhere else, the market dictates that it's Batman 357, but I'm curious to know in your comments below, what do you guys think? Is it 357 should be his first full appearance or should it be Detective Comics 524? Gang, I don't really care one way or the other because I don't own either copies. So I'm just really curious to see what you guys think at home. Um, but these are both, uh, 524 is, uh, you can probably find it on eBay for 30 bucks. So like, they're both very accessible keys if you're trying to look into the world of Killer Croc and you want to get some first appearances. So might as well just get both and who cares what the market says, right? But if you're trying to figure it out, that's going to be up to you. So who is Killer Croc? Well, Killer Croc was uh, born with this skin defect and <clears throat> where he has scale-like features on his skin and his mother died in childbirth. So he went and lived with his alcoholic aunt who didn't want anything to do with him. He was in and out of juvie left and right. And finally, he killed somebody. Then he was jailing like t for 20 years in jail. Then he gets out, tries to go straight. He kind of works as a sideshow freak. Um you know, wrestling alligators and things like that. But he's just like, it wasn't for him. So he then decides to go to Gotham to become a gangster. And you'll see different interpretations of Killer Croc. You'll see him more as an animalistic aspect of a actual crocodile human, where you'll see then more also in his earlier appearances where he's also the, he's a human with like the scales, the skin like features. And so I think both work really well. It just depends on what you like in your Killer Croc. So Killer Croc's been in TV. He's been in movies. Uh, his movie appearance was in the Suicide Squad movie. Uh, Ottawale, 
and I'm going to butcher his name, so I'm just going to say Adewale, uh, who you might know better for, as Mr. Echo from Lost. Played him in Suicide Squad. He didn't do a bad job. The problem is, is there wasn't just much for his character to do. It, the script really didn't provide anything for Killer Croc to do in the movie so it wasn't a bad performance or a bad interpretation of killer croc it was just blah because there wasn't much there for him to do with the character that was presented gang you know i love batman the animated series and so some of my favorite appearances of killer croc were in batman the animated series he first showed up in vendetta which is an episode where he had associations with harvey bullock and he's framing harvey bullock for some stuff there's also a great episode uh called sideshow where you get to see that Killer Croc just doesn't trust anybody, right? Like he's been he's been picked on, he's been utilized, he's been taken advantage of all his life. And so even when he's hanging out with the other sideshow freaks, if you will, that he doesn't even feel like that they will ever fully accept him. And so he betrays them as well. And so you get to see in these Killer Croc stories this kind of origin aspect of trying to figure out who he is as someone who's been, you know, never wanted disowned his entire life and has just been you know a sideshow act right like he's been you know put on stage to be laughed at or you know to perform for people like that this really messes with his psyche as who he is as a person and you know can he trust people can he ever have a normal life and those aspects and sideshow does a really good job about doing that now I think where Killer Croc really does thrive in his TV shows and his appearances in comic books are where he gets to see his that he's a smart person. Like he utilizes his brain very well, and that I think really highlights him as a character that he has the strength and ability as his, you know, deformity basically gives him the more strength and it, his scales are hardened, so it helps with like, you know deflection of bullets and stuff like not to he's not bulletproof but it helps with that right like and so he becomes a very formidable opponent and i think killer croc is someone that you really can get into his world and dig into uh he also made an appearance in the arkham asylum video game which is one of the most stressful levels if you ever played the arkham asylum video games where you're running in the sewer on the floating uh platforms and you just got killer croc and then just jumps up and then you have to turn and hightail it another direction while he's on your tail like it's just it's so stressful i always hate when i get to that level when i'm replaying it uh but it's a fun uh level for sure that you get to see killer croc in the video game form so let's talk comics now these are the comics that i want to recommend to you if you want to explore more into killer croc which ones should you read as always i'm gonna recommend the first appearance that killer croc made in comic books because those are the ones that kind of set the stage for what the creators wanted killer croc to be and so definitely check out his run in detective comics 523 through 526 and that then pairs with batman 357 through 359 so those i believe six issues in that uh check it that out that's where you get to figure out where killer croc wants to go and take over a gangster mob and become head of it and kind of run Gotham City through this. And it's a really cool exposure to get to know who Killer Croc is a little bit more. Uh, I, one of the Batman, I think it's in Batman 359, uh, you get to see Killer Croc, uh, his origin story, more of who Killer Croc is. But this is done by Jerry Conway, uh, 
Also, art's done by Dan Jurgens, who you know from Booster Gold. Like, just an awesome team. Definitely something, if you want to get into Killer Croc, check out this series first. It'll be great introduction into who Killer Croc is. Next up, I'm going to recommend Detective Comics 808 through 810. And this is a story called The Beast Beneath. And it's done by Anderson Garbach and Tony Castillo. Now, this is a really cool story where you start to see uh, that Killer Croc's been infected with a virus and is starting to actually wear his, you know, his Killer Crocness is actually turning him into more of a crocodile. And so he is, you know, where he's getting stronger, he's getting hungry, but he also is getting stupider. He's not able to control his urges. And so he, he hunts down the doctor who was giving him treatments when he was at Arkham Asylum to try and get this cure. And it is just a beautiful story of just trying to figure out Killer Croc of who he is as a person and what this uh, has, how it's affected him. And now this virus that's inside of him that's making the mutations amplify of just what that does to him. And I think it's a really uh, just <clears throat> deep story that I think you really will dig if you want to get into a little bit more of Killer Croc. Up next, we got Joker Asylum Killer Croc, and the story is called Beauty and the Beast, and this is done by Matt. Mike Ratchet and David Yarden. I'm sure I butchered all of these names, and I apologize if you watch this. Um, let me know in the comments of how to pronounce them. <laughs> but this is a story, um, and these Joker Asylum ones pop up a lot. I think they're some of the most slept-on uh, series when we're looking at other villains. And this is a story where Killer Croc, again, uh, he escapes out of Arkham Asylum literally by biting through his own arms because then they regrow. So he gets out of his own chains by bite, like, holy buckets, that's insane. Uh, he gets in kind of with this uh, husband-wife, uh, low-rent kind of criminal uh, scheme, and he be kind of comes like the number one guy behind this boss, and... His wife, then, is someone who's always been just super close with Killer Croc. And you just start to see, though, there's a lot of moving pieces here in this story. And it's a lot of betrayal. There's a lot of just pain that you feel like that Killer Croc... You feel a lot of empathy for who Killer Croc is. And there's a line in the book, um, without even hopefully giving away anything, where he's like... I'm not the monster, they're the monsters. And this idea that he's portrayed as a monster, but society has almost made him the monster that he is, and that because he looks like a monster, people assume he's a monster when people who don't look like monsters aren't monsters. This is where you get the Tim Burton, like the Penguin, the Danny DeVito Penguin from Batman Returns, right? Where like society basically has said, like because of how you look, this is how we're going to treat you. And you see those undertones throughout a lot of Killer Croc stories. And I think it's a very powerful theme that, you know, how we treat people and how the differences of what people look at. And I think, like, when they pull that element into the Killer Croc stories, it gives a lot of heart and depth to the story that I think is, that just moves it along very well. The last book I'm going to recommend to you is Batman and Robin 23.4, and it's done by Tim Seeley and Francis Patella. And this is a really cool story of where you see police uh, that are going down into the sewer to hunt down Killer Croc. And you see them start to get picked off. And you, as the story goes on, you get to see why they're going down into the sewer and also why they're hunting, what they're looking for, and why Killer Croc's hunting them. And this is just a really cool, like, 
neat story that you get to see some aspects. I think I love Tim Seeley's writing on here because you get to see some more background of the origin story of Killer Croc about how he has scales and how he, when he was living with his aunt, she'd make him basically uh, rub soap on his body to basically till he bled to get the scales off his body and just dealing with that. And again, dealing with how his appearance affected him and the people around him and how that happens in this place into the story. And I think this is one, I don't want to go into too much detail, but it, this is one of my favorite Killer Croc stories. It's a one-shot. Definitely check it out. I think read the Detective Comics Batman run. And then if you're only going to read one other Killer Croc, do Batman and Robin 23.4. The other ones are great, but I really like that one for sure. So, gang, that is Killer Croc. We've talked movies. We've talked TV briefly. We talked a lot about first appearances and what they are. And I want to know, again, your thoughts. Should the first appearance be Batman 357, which is widely known as his first appearance? Or should it be Detective Comics 524, where you actually get to see him outside the trench coat? Because it doesn't seem like much differential between 523, the first cameo appearance in Detective, and the first full appearance, according to everywhere out there except for Key Collector. <laughs> Let me know uh, your thoughts on the first appearance, as well as who would you like to see next on a Batman villain profile. Hopefully you guys are still enjoying this series. I'm having a blast uh, doing these videos. With that being said, hopefully you can find some time to curl up, grab a book, and nerd out. Peace.